Hello everyone, I'm Matthew Delvedova and this is The Delhi Podcast. The show features people I find interesting in the world of sports and entertainment, health and fitness, business and startups. We'll discuss a wide range of topics including things like self-improvement and growth, personal journeys, pivotal career moments and much more. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Remember, if you enjoy this content, be sure to subscribe to the Daily Podcast on Apple or wherever else you listen to your podcast. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Daily Podcast. We have a special edition today. Uh, I'd like to welcome Judy Payne from the Kids Book Bank in Cleveland, and she is a co-founder and executive director. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Daly. No worries. And can you uh, tell me a bit about the Kids Book Bank and how it got started and, and what you guys do? Sure. So what people don't realize is that two out of three low-income kids do not own a single children's book. And early brain development, um, what's key is hearing words and language. And books um, are the best tool ever to be able to build that brain, baby's brain. Additionally, kids need that language development to be ready for kindergarten. And once kids get to school and if they're behind in kindergarten, it's really hard for them to ever catch up. So our whole mission in life is to make sure that all kids have the books they need to become successful. Yeah, no, that, that is really cool. And um, my mom and, and sister are teachers. My wife is a teacher. And my mom always told me how important it was to read. And she instilled the habit of, of reading at night uh, before I would go to bed. So I definitely um, agree, with, agree with that. Um, and with Anna and I, uh, my wife's wife, have visited uh, the Kids Book Bank. And that, the atmosphere there is um, a very unique kind of, I don't know, positive. You get a good feeling when you're in there. And I'm not sure if the books have something to do with it, but uh, the people that you have there are obviously very special as well. Oh, you're so right. That's so funny. Because one of the things that I feel most proud of, actually, is the fact that we have met a need for the community. Clearly, it has resonated because of all the people we've attracted, from amazing staff, to dedicated volunteers, whether they be young or old. Um, we've got teenagers, we've got retired people, we've got many companies who come as groups and they have a great time and so they keep coming back. And then we've got funders who also have been tremendously supportive. The goal being that we get the books to partners who actually work with the kids. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's another piece of the puzzle that yeah. is critical. Yeah. And can you explain a bit more about how you firstly get the books in, what you guys do, and then how you get it to the partners and, and how do partners connect with you? Absolutely. So we, when we first started, lucked out and had a partnership with one online bookseller. They had been sending 100,000 books a month, kids' books, perfect, I mean, great quality, to shred them. Man. <laughs> Right? So we had the ability to get these books, bring them to Cleveland, get them sorted, packed to give to partners who actually work with the kids. So before we ever opened Delhi, I met with many people in the community to say, okay, we're going to have a ton of books. We have been supporting little free libraries, those cute little kiosks, yep. but we're going to have a lot more than for just those. 
what are some of the best ways we can get books to kids? Yeah. And I found out about all these home visiting agencies that literally every month go into the homes one, two times, more sometimes, um, and work with families around parenting, around safe sleep, around um, all sorts of, of health issues. And they would talk about the importance of reading. But now we give them the capacity to actually give these families books. And um, that for me was, it, that is the best. There's no better way to get books in the home than somebody they trust. Yeah. To share about the importance. So that's, that's one of the ways. But we have partners ranging from school districts to, um, to rec centers, to the police department, to pediatricians, anybody and everybody who comes in contact with a child, I want to offer a book. Yeah. Because I don't know whether it's their pastor or their coach that's going to turn them into a reader. It could be you, Deli. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. I, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you, uh, I guess, share some, some other stories, I guess, of, um, I guess, cool moments or stories you've heard through the grapevine of the impact that, that you guys have had there? You know what? It's, when I think about this, it's hard to zero in on one, two, three stories because there are just so many. And when I think about it, Dolly, I realize that there are no words that can adequately express the kind of life-changing gift a child and family is given when they're given a book. But let me try. So there was this, <laughs> there was this little boy named Darren, and he had an um, outreach worker named Andrea. And they didn't have any books in the home, but Darren had a favorite toy and it was a little blue truck. So she wanted to find the perfect truck, the perfect book for him. And she found the little blue truck. So Darren, the toy, the book became inseparable. And he read it so many times, his mom read it to him so many times that of course he memorized it. Fast forward, mommy gives birth to number two. Andrea goes to visit. And Darren was reading the book to his baby brother. No way. <laughs> right? So creating a culture of reading where there once wasn't one. Um, another story that, that moves me is there was, there was a family that the, the mom had to get out of the home. and It was an abusive situation. And so she was with a social worker who had to, to rush her out of the home. And they moved in a couple hours. And they didn't have anything in the place where they moved, but the social worker gave her a collection of books so that that new apartment felt like home and gave the mom and the kid the normalcy that they had come to expect with reading every night. And our books made that happen. Um, Those are two, and I can, I can come up with so many. That's incredible. I mean, to, I guess, hear the impact of, of, I guess, one person, one very thoughtful person's um, actions and, and, and what one book can do um, is, is pretty cool. There was a little girl who um, I remember a preschool teacher coming in and telling us that she had this little girl had a favorite book. It was a pop-up book. And sadly, this child needed heart surgery. And what did she take as her, her thing to comfort her at the hospital? Her pop-up book. That's how important it was to her. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's really awesome. At, 
with, uh, I guess, the volunteers coming in, like how, how do you get them um, on board and, and where can they find out more uh, about what you guys do? Thank you for asking. So um, if, if you go to our website, kidsbookbank.org, there's a tab that says volunteer. And if you follow that link, there's um, a schedule with volunteer shifts yeah. where folks can sign up to come in and we're very COVID safe, very thoughtful, social distanced, and yeah. you can safely sort books by reading level, pack them, and we train on the spot yeah. to get them ready for our partners. And our partners have a no contact pickup that we arrange. Yeah. So going online is one possibility to sign up to volunteer in that way. Another possibility is, I mentioned that there were little free libraries. Yeah. There are more than 130 in Cleveland neighborhoods. Really? Yeah. And it's really hard to keep them stocked. They're so popular. So that's another opportunity for people. We will provide the books. We will provide a map with all the locations of the, of the um, various little free libraries. And we invite folks to stock those. We've got um, information about those on our website as well. Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. What, what are some of the challenges that you're facing with, with COVID? I know it's been, um, you know, tough times for, for a lot of people. I'll tell you the hardest thing for me personally was knowing kids were out of school and many did not have books at home. Yeah. And with every month that they are not in school, they are getting further and further behind. And it killed me, the fact that we had to close and not be giving the kids what they, most, what they needed the most at that time. So when we opened, thank goodness, um, <laughs> we were very, very, very happy to, uh, very, um, to, get, to get started. However, what's interesting is a couple things. One, we used to be able to accommodate 20 people in our space to sort books. We had to really think through how to reconfigure the space to make it COVID safe. Yeah. So that's one thing that has happened to be able to, to make this happen. Interestingly enough, the sorting process with that is as good as, as before, if not better, and we're going to keep it post-COVID. So oh, there you go. <laughs> right? Lemonade out of that one. Um, and that's because of the fabulous team that you talked about, the, you know, the people who work at the book bank. But anyways, um, so... The other challenge is so many of our partners, school districts, uh, after school programs, summer programs, the pools, they're closed. So while last year we might have been able to distribute in those locations, this year we can't. And so I am working as hard as I possibly can to find more distribution partners who can get books to kids. Mm -hmm. And primarily it's happening through food distribution sites where people are going to get free lunch. Um, we're, we're trying to work with those partners to get, to get books to the kids at the same time. Okay, so if, if there's other partners or, or people that, community groups that have contact with kids, they should definitely reach out to you? Absolutely, absolutely. Because we're not getting out the kind of volume we, we were before and it doesn't mean the need has gone away. In fact, the need is greater now than, than ever. So yes, that would be another thing, way that people can help. Another way they can help is donate books. Yeah. So um, we can never have too many books. We're looking for more and more books with kids of color um, because that's often the kind of the child who reads our books and we don't have enough. 
what we've done is we place outdoor book collection bins in the suburbs. There's a list on our website with the location, soon to be more, to make it easy for the community to actually donate in their neighborhood. What's fun about those is those communities take responsibility for managing those bins and bringing us the books, which right. is just a great way to engage the community and, and which has been fun. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. I guess it's like everybody can find a way to, to help out then, right? It's exactly right. And that's what, um, that has been one of the joys for me is just how much this organization, this cause has resonated with people and how generous they've been of their time, of their talents, um, of their, of their for financial support to come together to make this happen. And in the four and a half years we've been open, we've distributed more than 2.6 million books. It's an incredible number. I, I, I would have never dreamed it. I would have never in a million years dreamed it. We've been able to do that because we've had a thousand partners yeah. from churches to childcare centers. So many partners who have helped us. The other thing that, that is interesting about COVID though is Childcare centers often are under-resourced. And so we have invited our volunteers to deliver books, which is something that is new to us in the past. Yep. Almost all our, volunteer, or all our partners would pick up their books. Mm -hmm. But in an effort to support the pandemic-approved childcare centers, yep. we delivered to 115 of them. Wow. So that on, um, you know, all those essential workers, families would yeah. have books, um, yeah. which felt good. And yeah. I, my guess is we're going to have to do more of that kind of delivery in order to um, support our partners when, when they need it right now. Yeah. And I, I guess just listening to uh, how the different ways you've had to adapt and, and find a way to you know, improve things and, and have better systems and, and processes. I, I think that's something that stands out to me. It's something that's really impressive that you're doing. <laughs> and I can't take credit for it at all. My team <laughs> is amazing. They were so thoughtful in the way they set up the space with such concern and what care and so methodical. It's been, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. No, that, that's awesome. And is, is there any other ways um, you'd like to, to ask people of, of Cleveland to, to be able to help out? Hopefully this, you know, it go, goes out to a lot of people in the Cleveland area. So the only thing that I've not said besides donating books, stacking little free libraries, volunteering to sort books um, is to donate money. Yeah. Um, to help us stay alive and uh, continue to support kids in the way they need it by yeah. getting free books. And the best spot to learn more, do you want to go online? Go website? Go to, yeah, go to our website, kidsbookbank.org. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook. It, it feels like a popularity contest, and I'm you know, always wanting people to join us. So follow on Facebook? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I do want to say thank you very much for, for the shirt. I, I love it. Cleveland is for readers. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and thank you very much for, for all that you do for, 
you know, the community in Cleveland. And it's really cool what, what you guys do there. And thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening. I'd love to hear what you think of this episode as I'm always looking for ways to improve and make the show even better. You can leave a review at The Daily Podcast in iTunes or within Apple's podcast app. Really appreciate your feedback. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever else you tune in to listen. Talk to you next week.